Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. back to another episode of Huey Off The Record. It's good to be back hanging with you here on the social medias. Now check me out Friday nights over on my Facebook page at Huey Morgan Official where I go live for a little back and forth with you. I answer some questions. I tell you what's up in my week and I hope you guys are doing good as well. So on to today's guest. I hope your ears and your brain are warmed up and ready because this guy does not miss a beat. It's four to five minutes of high intensity action and strong opinions. Now, if you consider yourself, uh, you know, very liberal and touchy and offended easily, you might want to put a little cotton wool in your ears. It's, it's kind of real what we're saying, but not too much. It's, you know, but seriously, it's all about hearing the kinds of views and opinions and listening maybe actually learning something when you usually shout people down. And maybe you will. You know, that's the idea. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Big Phil Campion, a veteran of military operations in every conflict zone all around the world, both as a soldier in the regular armed forces, as an elite operator as well in the 22nd SAS Regiment, and also as a mercenary. He's now an author of four books including his biography of his time as a military operator, Born Fearless, as well as two novels and an SAS Everyday Survival Guide, which most people do need. He's also the brains and the muscle behind the Remembrance Rumble. It's a charity boxing match that sees SAS guys take on Navy SEALs, uh, Recon Marines, Green Berets, you know, Special Forces guys from America. And it's going off November 11th in London. Google it. Get your tickets. It's an amazing cause. And it's a it's a serious rumble, too. And as a Marine veteran, we go all over the map on this one, putting the worlds to rights like only two vets can do. You'll also hear a little bit from Phil's wife, Wendy, who steps in because that's what happens. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Try to keep up. Big Phil Campion, y'all. So what I do is I usually do an intro. So you've already been intro, Big okay. Phil. And Wendy's here just making sure you're the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> She's the nuts and bolts of it, yeah. Well, I wanted to start off because we want to talk about the Remembrance Rumble, which yeah, I think is fantastic. Yeah. So tell me about the whole like, origins of that right, and what it's the about. The whole thing went back down to me, basically, a couple of years ago. Uh, I'd done a little bit of training. I've been, I've been, I was on a job in Israel. Mm-hmm. And I was out there and I was, I was training a little bit, doing a bit of boxing. And boxing's always interested me, mm-hmm. but I've never had time to do it with my career, etc., etc., etc. I've never had time. And I got to that stage where I've talked about it all my life, done all the training, hit the pads, all that sort of stuff, and never been through the ropes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, you, sir, are a prize plum. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're just talking about it yeah. at the moment. So I set about sort of like, I announced to people that I was going to have a fight. Like, do you know what I mean? I said, I'm looking for someone to fight now. And all I got coming through the door was either people that had like 50 pro bouts and were absolutely nails boxers, <laughs> like ninja boxers, like, do you know what I mean? Or. 
and that and that was about it because everybody else just thought, "Am I going to fight the man SAS man?" No, you're not because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, the reputation of the catbush precedes you a little bit. You know what I mean? So it was difficult to find a match. So my mate Rob Paxman, we was pissed up one night. We were drinking, and um, I mentioned my wife's too. English. I get all the lingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, we're, so we're drinking away. I was, I'm always trying to put a bit of fag, fag. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're drinking away, and and somebody, it was it was at McDowell, wasn't it? And he's sort of like, he's one of these geezers who would never have a fight himself, but if he could make two other people fight, oh, yeah. he'd have you it. Like, so he'd have, oh, didn't, Phil, didn't you say you wanted to fight? <laughs> Rob, you're quite hard, didn't you? Like, I mean, I'm like, oh, right, okay. I said, yeah, if you want it, Rob, I'll have it. And Rob said, yes. Cool. So that was it. So we organised the first one. And um, yeah, it was a good show. Made, made a good money for charity. Mm. Declared it. I got myself on someone else's card, So, but we topped the bill. It was brilliant. You know what I mean? Two SAS men going at it. And um, at the end of it, the guy that arranged it, Graham, says to me, he says, how can we top that? I said, well, I don't know. Let me have a think. And then I just came up with this crazy idea. If I could get six XSAS and six SUS Special Forces mm-hmm. and bring them together in the ring, we'd have, we'd have fireworks, wouldn't we? You know, we'd That'd be, be a good one, one yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So that'd be great, and people would be interested in that, yeah. you know? And it would... <coughs> we have a thing over here called, called the Army Navy Rugby, which is yeah. tricking them every year. Yeah, we do Army Navy Rugby. Yeah, yeah, and that tracks yeah. 80,000 people a year. Mm-hmm. All right? that, that's a big thing. And I thought if I could do something that... It's not so much about... No, I don't give a shit about rugby. I hate rugby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I go to the army rugby every year and get yeah. absolutely stinking, all right? <laughs> yeah. and, do you know what I mean? and I thought if I could re- replicate that, mm. even if people don't like boxing, you know, we've got all the other stuff there for you, a bit of charity, a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of awareness for all these different charities mm. and troops and veterans and all the rest of it. I thought, right, if I could do that every year, it'd be great. And this year's the second year, and hopefully it will go as well as last year, and next year we'll continue it. You yeah, know? Last year, I heard a lot about last year. And, and you know, being, I guess... Being a Marine, we always make fun of the Navy, and, and but we're in the Department of the Navy, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. it's, it's kind of like one of those inter-service rivalry kind of things, and I remember when I was first going to jump school, I was, went through with a corpsman who was in the Navy, who was, went, went through Bud SEAL training, right, and okay. he was yeah, telling yeah, the yeah. story about Colonel Sterling. From yeah, 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 he started, yeah, he started, he's the founder, of yeah, he started David Sterling, yeah. and then they, they were telling me that pretty much every other Special Forces regiment around the world was based on you guys, right? Yeah, really? more or less. Oh, yes, thank you very much. We're not oh. drinking martinis, although we should be. We're shaking, not stirred. Is that? Still water, sir? Uh, I'll have sparkling, please. Yeah, I'll have sparkling as well, please. Still, please. Women first. So what I thought was interesting with that was pretty much you guys pretty much wrote the book. Yeah, they pioneered it. That was you know that was the you know the ethos that the David Stern wrote was the, was the cornerstone of special forces as we know them today, really. And and for a lot of reasons, and for, you know the ones I just mentioned, all the the American special forces guys end up coming to Hereford for a minute. If like I guess the officers do, yeah. and they cross train yeah, around see the them world. There, so. You know they come over in my time there. You know I cross pollinated with Delta, mm-hmm. with with SEAL teams. You know all all the time, and it's it's good. And this was another thing behind the rumble as well because. Everything we do, we do hand in glove with the Americans, yeah. apart from our aftercare for our veterans. Mm-hmm. And I thought, look, you know, you people over there are getting it seriously right, and we don't, we get some things right here, but if I could bring the whole thing together and we could, you know, start start emulating what you do over there, then it would be a good thing, you know? Yeah, I, I wanted to mention that because, I mean, the, the thing is, it's a brotherhood, people who've served in, in the Western countries. Yeah. We're, we're all friends. I mean, I got friends that are Royal Marines, I, I got a couple friends in the 22nd. You know, I got friends that are in the army too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, I mean, in America as well. And I think that's kind of like it's almost, it's almost. I want to say a, a club, but it's not a club that's exclusive to people who've joined. But it's almost like a mindset. But we understand. And I, I wanted to ask you a question about that. But I did want to talk about 
the the rumbles. Now, how many how many fights are there? There'll be five. I've got five planned this year, but there may be six. So okay. it depends what Brandon can get. I can I can muster six fighters if I need be, mm-hmm. but I think at the moment it's five because. Are they all? Are the all the uh, opponents going to be Navy SEAL guys? Uh, they're all. I've got recon Marines. Okay. I've got a mix this time, but they're all, they've all got some tie to 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 you to to the SF world. Right, cool. So I'm fighting the same guy I fought last year, John Snyder. How'd you um, do last year? Yeah, we're pretty well matched. It'd be a good turn up this year. Yeah. I mean, gonna, yeah, if he's, I haven't even been training. Everybody sees you. I see you training on social media. I'm like, I don't want to get wearing this. Uh, I hope he's been training. Now, when when I mentioned earlier, it's almost like the political class. I, I noticed in the UK because I live here a lot of the time. Yeah. My wife's English. My kids are born here. That they don't really, they, they almost forget about the military contribution. Yeah, massively. When it's not in your face. When yeah. there's not images coming back on the television. You know, there's guys now in serious trouble, mm-hmm. you know, mind injuries, limbless, etc., etc., etc. Can't see, can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other. And because there's nothing being rammed down our throats in the mainstream media, it's like they've almost been sidelined. Yeah. And this, for me, is just another thing. It's like spinning plates, right? Let's spin the plate, let's yeah. get them up there again, do you know what I mean? So that's what I'm trying to do with it. It's just keep it, keep it rolling over, make it a yearly event, you know? Now, why, why do you think, especially in the UK, it's a smaller country than the US. The US has the Veterans Administration that's been kind of screwed up in the past, yeah. but they're starting to get the wheels spinning on that and making it kind of work for the vets. I mean, is the veterans care over here better? or? We've got two things going on over here at the moment. We've got half the country don't care for yeah. a start. They couldn't give a shit. If you look at people like Jeremy Corbyn in the Labour Party, who's the main opposition and could be Prime Minister of this country soon, he does not give one flying single fuck about the And troops. he'll be commanding the UK Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he just does not care. You know, he's, 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 he's a proven past of collaborating with people, with terrorist organisations. Yeah. He doesn't care. He has a large following who do not care, who blame the wars on the British and the Americans and, you know, this, that and the other. So you've got a, a vast majority of people in the country, sadly enough, who don't care, all right? And then you've got the other people who don't want to know. We've got that, oh, let's bend yeah. ourselves to yeah. this because this is fucking awful yeah. and I don't want to see this, this yeah. is terrible, ah, but, but it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen and they just crack on with their lives like a blinkered horse. Yeah. And then you've got the rest of us who do care and are trying to do something about it and you know, and are trying to raise awareness and pull the blinkers off those other people yeah. and change the minds of those blithering idiots who couldn't give a shit who we stood up for in the first place. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of blows my mind. It's kind of, remember that movie A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson, you can't yeah. handle the truth. Yeah. It's, like, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's the yeah. same thing. Sit down and listen to Big Phil for five minutes and I'll put you straight right? or at least put you on the road to being straight well I mean just the fact that a lot of people don't want to listen to opinions that aren't exactly their own they like being in this echo chamber look at this thing with Brexit right? so you look at Brexit and you go right okay Brexit won whether you voted in or you voted out the people (laughs) wanted to get out they won right they won so shut up, get with the programme, get behind them, and let's make the best of it. And I've always said, if you get dealt a fucking shit sandwich in life, get some ketchup on it and choke it down, do you know what I mean? Because it ain't going to taste good, but it's going to smell worse if you leave it there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Good. So get, get it, it on. Yeah. Get the thing in you, all right? And, and these people refuse to do it. And what do they do? They're straight out on the streets, they're smashing the place up. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. No, look, look, majority decision. Run with it. Because yeah. if it had gone the other way, They'd have expected you to go. Oh yeah, you? absolutely. You know I mean? Without so, all the bullshit, you know. Without all the stuff. It, it seems like a lot of a lot of times, especially I mean, from a perspective of being an American guy and seeing how Brexit was kind of it was done. It was. It's a lot like the, the election in the United States with Trump winning, where yeah. you know, if if it was the opposite way and Hillary Clinton had 
not won the popular vote, but won the electoral college, just the way we elect presidents over there. Everybody was like, yo, suck it up, man. And then if you try to mention that to somebody over here, like, but, you know, but Brexit yeah. was like 52%. That's not a majority. Actually, it is it a is majority. majority. More people said that than said that. Yeah, yeah. So, so get on with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we have a vote. It's All right, a, they just break the whole thing down and we'll have anarchy. Yeah. You know? Do they seem like they're dragging their feet every time I pick up a newspaper Mate, or look on the TV? I've called it a cake and eat it syndrome at the yeah. moment because they're dragging their feet so, so hard that they've almost stopped the whole process. Yeah. So they've almost sort of like, right, we're not having it. Nor are you! I was under the impression, and I think I'm right, where the United Kingdom is much more important to global commerce than Europe. And the fact that when Brexit was established, and the, and when the people of this country said, hey, look, we're going to be doing Brexit, instead of taking the back foot and going, hey, you know, Europe, we really want to break up with you nicely, just be like, hey, we're breaking up with you. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be quick. Yeah, and then you have, exactly. to do what, you have to pretty much do what we say. We're the larger economy. And it seems like, you know, France and Germany, and this guy Junker, where's he from? Oh, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, He's no, just threatening everybody like yeah. this Khrushchev or something. Yeah, it's exactly. Nuts, Even more reason for us to pull out. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. get out of there while we can. It seems like, yeah, I'd we, sooner forge allegiances your way than what I would their <laughs> yeah. way. Do you know what I mean? Well, it seems a lot of times where, it, if you look at it just like an interpersonal breakup like if you have a girlfriend you're breaking up with her you wouldn't string it along like this for two and two years no. or something exactly. you just hurt yourself man it's, it's the cake and eat it thing isn't it they want this but they want that yeah. and they want it all together so what you know yeah. and do I think that kind of that well you're talking about people who just don't care I just think, don't think they, they were given the right information it seems it seems like they have like one avenue of, of uh, information that they receive like be it yeah. mainstream media which is obviously very biased and it seems like they accept that as gospel but anything else is propaganda, right wing, left wing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what, that's what they've been talking. I sat. Well, my son has just passed out in the, in the military as an officer, oh, right. which is a big deal. You know, he went to San Diego, yeah. he's done the right. course. He, he, and Congratulations! I, yeah, no, he, and he's, I'm, I'm really happy with him. I sat behind a girl in a church service who didn't know the national anthem. Where are you coming from? Do you know what I mean? This is the cornerstone of our country, whether you agree with it or not. That is what you're all about. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is your country, my country, our country. Yeah, you know, is. and that, this this sort of attitude of, of this abandonment of this country, in order to achieve what I don't know, it's it's just shocking nowadays. You know. No, you know, I was I was looking at this thing. This is a, a meme. You know, these funny memes mm -hmm, that come mm -hmm, up there. Mm -hmm. It says a generation taught to hate the country will refuse to defend it as well. Now that struck me as like, oh man, that's pretty much, and and you know. As far as being succinct on the internet, that never happens. People aren't really, really to the point on the internet. But I thought this was really to the point. Yeah. And now, this is probably having to do with, like, the NFL in America or some shit. I'm not too sure. But I think it kind of transcends a lot of things in this country as well. I mean, if people are taught not to learn the national anthem, yeah. if they're taught that their country has done nothing but crazy empirical bullshit over the last couple yeah. thousand years, it doesn't, it doesn't instill any sense of... National pride. I'm not talking being a nationalist or If you don't like that. care about something, it's easy to give it away. Exactly. And we are giving this country away. Mm -hmm. We're throwing it away, in fact. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like we can't wait to get rid of it. But it seems like it's incrementally we're being dumbed down, especially like when you see these terrorist attacks. And, and you know, the one that really knocked me sideways was that thing up in Manchester with the kids. It was absolutely, right. absolutely. That was the game changer for me because it went from talking, talking, talking that. You actively, and this was a line I said on Sky News, and this was one that had about 20 million hits. You have actively targeted and killed our children. Mm -hmm. Get away from that one. Yeah. Get away from that. You, you, and I don't care if you blame on us going to this country, that country, the other country. The fact is, you're here, you're arrived, and you're doing. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we've got to sort it out. Yeah. And there are still people who cannot get their head around that. 
who want to let these people roam the streets free, who want to not control our borders. It's it's absolute beggar's belief. It's 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 beyond my thinking. And I'm, I was an enlisted marine, right? I did a lot of tactical shit. I'm not a, I'm not the big picture guy. I'm not I'm a strategy guy, right? <laughs> yeah. But to me, it seemed like if you every and it happens every single time. Where they say, yeah, he was known to the authorities. Well, if he was known to the authorities, why wasn't he in fucking jail? Excuse my French. But, you know, why wasn't he in jail? A hundred percent. And this is what I'm saying. And this is what people can't get over. And every time I mention it, you can't into, oh, you're a racist. Well, no, I'm not a racist. I've got mixed race grandchildren. I've got a black son-in-law. Yeah. I'm not racist. I've served alongside every nationality, creed, colour, sexuality in the world. And mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned race, not me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So shut up. There's two types of people in this world. There's wrongins and there's rightins. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid there's a lot of wrongins at the moment who yeah. need sorting out. So let's get them out of the way. So why, why do you think the government doesn't, especially after the thing that I've mentioned, why don't they, why don't they put these guys they're scared. under... Yeah, they're scared. They're scared. They're scared. What are they, they scared they're, of? You know, they're, 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 they're scared of the majority vote. They're scared of people going, what are you doing that for? They're scared of people going, that's just human rights. Well, they're scared it, of all this bullshit that we've been fed by Europe and all the rest of these left-wing lunatics. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're too scared to do anything. You know, you get branded. The minute you say, stop... You're like, whoa, you can't stop that. Why are you stopping that for? You can't, you can't arrest someone on suspicion. Well, what the fuck do you arrest them for when yeah. it's done? Yeah, it's, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. It seems like closing the barn door after a horse is ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Round them up yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Yeah, that, that, that is really, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Telling me little stories. Yeah, no, I kind of understand what she's coming from. But it is one of those things where it's frustrating on, on like a, a visceral level where like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, especially. If you look at a lot of the, the propaganda that the left say, whenever something crazy like that happens, well, hey, this is not all Muslims. We know that. We yeah. know that. And no one said it was. Yeah, but it's it, everybody's saying like, hey, you know, it's a it's a it's a religion of peace. Frankly, I would think any major structural religion is a religion of peace. It's a religion of making money. It's just so funny that every time there's trouble, they seem to be hovering around all in the middle of it. Isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. No, no, there's two things going on here. You know that film, I can't remember what film it is, uh, with me, the grandparents or something like that, and the circle of trust. Oh yeah, the circle of trust. The circle of trust. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you are definitely out, do you know what I mean? And the geezer that run over the geezers outside the mosque, you're outside as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the geezer that threw the acid about the other night, you're outside as well. Do you know what I mean? Really and all the people clicking on all these sites and learning how to do this stuff and being radicalised, you're outside as well, mm-hmm. okay, and if you're outside, we'll just round you all up, we'll get you in a position where you can't do any more damage to our country, okay, and that's it, we'll crack on with life. I, I agree with you, because I think, you know, governments are supposed to protect their citizens, that's the point of a government, 100%, right? 100%, right, so we'd make our own laws, yeah. wouldn't we, and we'd protect each other, and we'd, you know, I'd have a, I'd, I'd be on guard outside my house every night, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be cleaning my, you know, pulling a doomstack every night. No, you, is it a matter of, like, is, it seems to me like over the last 20 years, this political correctness has kind of come in to play where it, it you know like because everybody seems to be marginalized now right and the whole point of a society right is to to get everybody on a, a kind of like a, a common denominator like yeah. okay we're all people <laughs> that's the yeah, first one yeah, right? so we're all one. people yeah. we all want to live peaceful lives raise our children worship the way we want to worship and be generally good people right and then when people start screwing that up that's when we have issues. But then if everybody's saying, well, you know, I have an issue here, then we have to kind of move the bar that way, and then we have to move the bar that way. And, and political correctness just got to the point where you can't say what exactly. you feel anymore. You've got a freedom of speech until you say what you want to say. Exactly. And then, you, and then you're like, whoa, did he just say that? Well, yeah, he did. Yeah. Actually, when you break it down and analyze it, what you said was, it was actually spot on. Yeah. But we've made it so difficult for ourselves with all this, you know. And that, that unfortunately, that, that really happened since we, we became more entrenched in Europe. 
mm. because it's there sort of like it's almost as if people are trying to break down barriers to such a point in, in Europe that you know there is no flags anymore everybody's under the same banner mm. and if you actually if you analyse it deep enough that's what Hitler was trying to do wasn't it mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> do you know it, what I mean it, make it, one race of people yeah. to act to one person you know, that's exactly what he was trying to do it's like the know? irony of it is yeah I mean the whole thing of, of sovereignty it's like you can't have everybody around the world getting along on a totally cool level now because there's so much other stuff going on and especially when religion comes into play because I was reading something about the about how more people in the United Kingdom are less religious than in the United States, right? Yeah. They always say they're Bible thumpers in America and stuff like that. Yeah. And in the UK, they said that the people who don't aren't particularly religious find people that are religious kind of kind of soft in the head, like kind of dumb, frankly. That's what they yeah, said. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I find that that's a little screwed up of, of a kind of, it's like a really kind of elitist idea of what people think in their hearts, you know, because people don't tell you what they feel in their hearts for fear of retribution nowadays. Well, so it, it kind of goes to the point where, you know, why would I tell you what I think when you're just going to tell me that I'm wrong? So people don't tell you what they think. But when it comes to religion, it, the, the only religion that's protected vehemently by non-religious people in the UK is Islam. And I didn't understand that because you can, for instance, pick out all that stuff that that crazy magazine Charlie Hebdo did, where they're messing with the Pope and they're messing with Jewish folks, and they were doing whatever they could to have a little laugh in France, and that's their, yeah. that's their gig, right? But once they started messing around with Islam, yeah. shit kicked off, you know. And especially in the UK, when we were talking before, how every time something happens, someone's coming up, someone who's you know not particularly religious, saying, "Hey, that's a religion of peace," and you're like, "How would you know? You're not a religious." Yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so where, where, where did that come from? Hang on, yeah. let's break it down. How much to actually know about that religion? How much to know about these yeah. people? It, what are the origins? Where did it come from? What's this yeah. mean? What's it? They will never clue. Yeah, they've sort of like everybody sort of like waved the little flag, going right, blah, 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 right, yeah. follow. Yeah. Nah, it's rubbish, mate. It's rubbish. It's no crazy. Else, you know what I mean? I have nothing. You know, you can follow whatever religion like. You can do whatever you kind of like. You can go to whatever church, mosque. I don't care. At the end of the day, when you step outside of that mosque into society, you're either doing it wrong or you're doing it right. Yeah, the rules to no, society, yeah, man. There's no division to that. Do you know what I mean? What you saw, like what your beliefs are, where you think you're going in your afterlife, all the rest. And that's all that religion is based on, really, is yeah. afterlife, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. controlling your afterlife. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Your it's promising you something, you, die, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's why Hugh Hefton got it right, didn't he? He had his afterlife here, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> now he's cracked on into the real world now, hasn't he? Stay right where you are. Don't move. Don't move a muscle. Don't move. The sniper's got you. We'll be back after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. How old were you when you enlisted? Um, I was 18 years old. Oh, so you were a young guy Four too. days off my 18th birthday. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I, I had yeah. to get my mom's permission. She was happy to give it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Now, I think a lot of times, I was talking to, I, I talked to Mark Ormrod about kind of uh, the idea of why people are so ambivalent to sovereignty of their country or love of country and things like that, or patriotism. It's yeah. kind of a weird word to use, patriotism. But for men like us, we learned at an early age about ourselves as people, right? Yeah. We knew, knew what we were capable of. You probably more so than me, but when you go through stuff like when you jump out of an airplane or you are out in the field for two weeks and you just got to deal with what you got to deal with, it, it gives you a, a kind of an idea of self-discipline. Self-discipline, yeah. And do you think that's lacking in a lot of the younger kids today? I, I know there's some that are on I point. I think it's massively lacking in, 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 in a lot of people. They're not taught it. Look, when I was a kid, all right, and it's just simple little things, all right? When I was a kid, when you had tea time, you came in when your parents told you. You sat at a table, you had your dinner, okay? If you didn't if you didn't want your dinner, you still sat at the table, but you didn't have your dinner, you went to bed hungry, etc., etc., etc. Nowadays, they've got a lifestyle where they're looking at the phone half the time, they're with the mates the rest of the time, they come in when they want to eat, when they want to eat what they like. They don't sit at a table. There's been sort of like, I don't know if, if, if us as a generation of parents, because I'm in that generation, mm. have been far too soft on our children. I certainly wasn't with mine, and, you know, we haven't been with ours, have we, Wendy, really? It's com- completely soft. They probably got away with more than what we did, yeah. and there was a little bit of me to feel sorry for them, because I did have extremely hard yeah. do you know what I mean? But, do you know what I mean? There is a, there is a whole generation of, pe- of children now that just don't seem to have those basic core values in them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's a real shame, and I think with just a little bit of tweaking in the way that schools approach people, mm. they could bring that back. Yeah, I don't recall the last time I see any of my grandchildren polishing their shoes before they went to school. <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't happen, I does think it? that's got a lot to do with the way of modern day living, yeah. because when we were young, you know, the majority of our parents and our grandparents went out and did a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. Nine-to-five, you knew they were coming in up. Um, just after five, so dinner would be yeah. on the table for half five. You don't have that nowadays. And it's yeah. a throwaway society now as well. Yeah. yeah. You can you can use this and throw it away. When I the first pair of shoes I had, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You had to they had to last for the whole year. Yeah. I you still have I mean? my nowadays, first pair of jungle boots. I yeah. still have those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays you can go into Primark, do you know what I mean? And the kids' pumps are this, that, and the other, do you know what I mean? And it's like, there is a, there is a, they just don't understand the value of what stuff is. It's not instilled into them, I don't think. And that, that might when, be, you know. You know, as a child, when I was growing up at Christmas, mm. we used to have things like colouring books and pens. Mm. And we really looked forward to getting those things because we never got anything throughout the year. Yeah. You know, you know if we'd, my son, you know, when he was little, he used to get games when they come out. Yeah, we, we, the we do. game when it come out. Yeah. So it's, I think it's our, mainly our thoughts as parents as well, you know. Do you think it gets to the, the, the idea of when, when young, I'm, I'm kind of basing this on young men rather than young girls. I have a boy and a girl, but, it, you know, that's neither here nor there. I think when young men get to a certain age, they have to become men. Yeah, and I, I think well, in a lot of ways, yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah, and people yeah, say that's yeah, a bad yeah. word, and it's not. And I think when you marginalize masculinity, yeah, I mean, you look at how the Greek Empire and the Roman Empire when they started marginalizing masculinity, they had like 
David up there like this, and then David was like this after a while. And then, <laughs> and then the society fell apart because there was no one protecting the society. Exactly. There's no one looking after it. There's nobody yeah. stood there on the front line. There's yeah. nobody defending. There's nobody there with the shield. Is it? All that good stuff. I tend to find that the children that do best, and I've got I've got one of the boxers at the club at the moment where I'm boxing the peacock. He's a young lad. Um, you know, you know the, the young fella, the black fella. Um, great little boxer. Been involved with sport all his life. His, his family haven't got a pot to piss in, right? But he is a, he's an outstanding lad. And it's, mm. I find that kids that have got into sport or some sort of activity outside of the school, it doesn't yeah. have to be sport necessarily, it could be a drama class or something like that, but kids that get something outside of a school, because you're there as a volunteer, mm -hmm. i.e. to play football, you've got to put the effort in, do you know yeah. what I mean? You've got to get the bus, you've got to get, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, the other. They seem to turn out, in my opinion, the better kids. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I know that everybody isn't privileged enough to be able to do all these sorts of things because of money and restraints and that sort of stuff. But as a generalisation, kids that have the effort and, and, and make the effort to, to have an external activity from school seem to do a lot better than the kids that just get left to just loaf about and do their own thing. Yeah. So what do you think about a you know a six month kind of thing for kids? I guess at a certain age, like eighteen, maybe. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it should be. It should be put into children a lot earlier. I mm -hmm. think, you know, school holidays, should they should be in, encouraged into these sort of like clubs where they're, where they're brought off the streets and they yeah. can do interesting stuff. Because if it's not interesting, they don't want to do it. All they want to do is get in their phone. All they want yeah. to do is get on their Xbox. All they want to do is loaf about. There's this sort of like almost gang mentality within mm -hmm. a lot of them now that nobody fights mano o mano, yeah. everybody I, cheap shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But I think also the other thing is, you know, for children to do sport, it's quite a costly... Yeah. for a family mm -hmm. you know they've got to have the latest football boots or you know whatever whatever sport they do it costs a lot of money and a lot of families just can't afford no, that well, i did say that you know well, it's, 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 i've noticed the same thing in america as it is over here a lot of people who join the military are of not well means they're kind of like lower income people because that's they see as like oh this could be a career that i could get out of this neighborhood and do something with yeah. my life that further on in the world i can actually learn a trade I can have some, you know, self-respect. I can get out of this godforsaken neighborhood, especially where I was. And, you know, when you see like those gangs, they're like postal, the postcode gangs, they call them or something. Like they run around with the acid, and yeah. the other kids. I mean, it, but this, the thing is, there's no consequence to this kind of bullshit behavior. Is no, there? they're getting away with it, yeah. and they're getting away with it on that. If one of our, if one of our children did that, they would just be <laughs> in serious trouble. Yeah. But you know. But society makes it difficult as well for parents to punish their children because when we was younger, oh. you know... If, <laughs> I'm surprised my dad's trousers ever stayed the, up the amount of times he had his bolt off, do you know what I mean? If you got into trouble down the street and a policeman saw you, if he didn't hit you, your, your parents would. Now, your parents are told you're not allowed to hit your children. They so can't children, tell them off in school, they can't, can't discipline them. Yeah. them. They're not allowed to give them a, a simple thing like attention get, without yeah. sort of like... Oh, so right, so with, with the idea of you, you, they can't have external discipline, it kind of relieves, it puts the burden now on the child to instill self-discipline, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. not going to happen with the way you're not talking about. Not if he's about. not shown, not if he's not shown. Yeah. I mean, one of the regimental, well, the second thing in the regimental ethos for the SAS is self-discipline, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, it's um, unrelenting pursuit of excellence, and the second one is self-discipline. And self-discipline, no matter whether you're a soldier or a civilian, if you've got no self-discipline, you've got no will to crack on, you've got yeah. no will to formulate, and, and a, it's just the whole thing. Yeah. Well, discipline, I remember, I, discipline for me was instilled when I was like 17, but it was like a little voice. <laughs> In my head, it was like, you know what the right thing is. You know what the right thing is. Yeah. So you either choose not to do the right thing, where you know you're letting yourself down, or you do the right thing. Yeah. And it's that little voice that I think young people, especially in this day and age, where things are a lot more complicated than when we were young, need that more than ever, where they have that yeah. voice that they can trust. Because as young guys, we trusted ourselves to do things. Yeah. Because we had to. 
And it, it seems like if people are living vicariously through their phones yeah. or thinking what the Kardashians are doing is living, you know, it just kind of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. puts a real weird slant yeah, on it's stuff. It's funny you say that, right? Because the media thing plays a mess. There's a program, and I can't remember what it's called. One of our one of our kids was watching it quite religiously, and it's all based around children taking the Mickey out of adults, and the mm. child always wins, and yeah. it's like the, 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 the dad always carries the bags to the car, and he always loses, and Mm-mm. it's just bullshit. Yeah. You get the back of my hand, you know what I mean? And that's it. That's that's, that's your lot. You fucking cross me, you yeah. get the back of my hand, and yeah. that's it. And that's not being harsh. I'd sooner I'd sooner I'd sooner clout my child than have him run in front of a car. Yeah. And that's the bottom line of it, do you know what I mean? And if it, if you can't read into that, do you know what I mean? It's not brilliant. It's not stupid. It's discipline. It's discipline my children in such a way that when they grow up I used to say to my son have a little word with yourself before you do something yeah. Right, have a little word with yourself and say to yourself if my dad was stood on my shoulders now not the devil because yeah. I'm worse than the devil when it comes to you son <laughs> have a little word with yourself and would dad be going yeah go on Perry have a go or would he be saying you dare you little twat do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and you fucking know mm-hmm. you know which you know which feel stood on your shoulders son so, so do you know what I mean so with that said do you think that like I guess mandatory military service would be that person to give that kid that voice in his I head. I think it can, but I, I don't think that sort of like a, just a short, sharp shock six months would do it. I think it needs to be drip fed in from sort of like from from now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? From almost kindergarten, they need to be sort of starting to learn what's wrong. They get their asses mopped at kindergarten yeah, now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, mean, well, I got they, really they young kids. Tommy, do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh dear, Tommy feels sick. Well, Tommy can sit there half an hour mm-hmm. unless he's projectile vomiting. He's in this class, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Do you remember when you were at school and you had sports? day mm-hmm. I, I absolutely excelled in um, running I was mm-hmm. super fast and it really was one thing that I was really good at mm-hmm. and when you you won a race you know everyone was like oh wow, wow. now oh no everybody's a winner I was telling my son this that he had a sports day and he won a race and he was like, yeah, I won the race, but everybody got a trophy. He was like, bullshit, son. Yeah. He was like, what do you mean? I go, that's not how the world works. It's almost like you have to kind of educate them against what they're learning in school. Like, yeah, I understand. He's like, well, you know, everybody, does, no one wants to feel left out. I go, well, life is someone wins and someone loses. Yeah. So you, yeah. that's and why you try to excel and win, you know? And if everybody's a winner, so why aren't we all getting A's and they in do see it. They do see it. No, they, they're not stupid. They do see they, it. They, they, does the Premier League, does everybody win a trophy? <laughs> no, 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 no. So three teams get relegated every year. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's in society. It's not like we're teeing them up for something that's suddenly going to knock them over the edge. Yeah, participation trophies. Yeah, you know, there's, 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 there's the geezer that closes the deal. Does he get the money? Or does the bloke that didn't put the effort in? Does he get the money? Mm-hmm. No. So they're teeing them up the wrong way for life. Aren't yeah, they? It's displacing reality, right? So you're saying, okay, yeah. the world's like this until you become an adult, and then it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the whole point? And of that's what it seems to be about. All, this, all, this, all these left wingers just seem to be right. I'm, I'm, I'm the sick, lame, and lazy, but you owe me a living. Yeah. No, I'm afraid we don't. Mm. You've got to get on with it. We don't mind helping you out a little bit. We'll get you on your feet even. But at some stage, you've got to be accountable for your own actions and you've got to actually get amongst this stuff and start doing stuff for yourself. Yeah. I right? think that's, a, that's the key thing. If people do things for themselves, they, they take pride in what they do because yeah. they actually have something that they achieved. If they just know that they can sit on their ass and get a trophy or get benefits or whatever their problem is, they get paid to do nothing... That's just well, that's, society's you're going to be a product to that, aren't you? Yeah, and that's. And why would you put the effort in if it was just handed to you if you were that that way inclined? Uh, uh, you, <laughs> you know, know we're I making it easy yeah. for them, aren't we? You know, you know, I found really disturbing was I, I was reading something about you know they have transgender disorder, this stuff where they they well I don't know if that's the correct way to say it. They have people who throughout history have been boys that want to be girls or girls that want to be boys, but it's like a very small percentage of the human population in yeah. history, or whatever, right? But now it seems. 
I was reading about this guy who had a kid who was a, a, a L.A. Lakers fan, and it was a jersey that's purple and yellow. And the kid drew a picture of himself, and a, the jersey's kind of like, you know, like a jersey, like a vest, right? Yeah, so yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. sleeves, and yeah. it kind of came down long. He drew a picture of himself in this, this jersey, and the teacher was like, oh, he's transgender. And the father's like, no, he's not transgender. He's wearing a Lakers jersey. He wears it at home. It's, he likes basketball. He's like, no, 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 that's a dress. <laughs> and, and the father was like, "No, no, no! That's my son, and he's not—he's not wearing a dress. He's wearing a basketball jersey. Like, please don't be transphobic." And the father's like, "Whoa, I'm not being transphobic." And, and then eventually, what happened is the school brought him up on charges or something for being like, transphobic to his kid. And like, this thing's happening in the United States more than anywhere else because the United States is very self-indulgent with this bullshit. Is that they try to say, you know, that's something that may be a disorder. It has to be accepted by everybody. When they say, like, uh, someone, like, if I, if I say, guys, I'm a girl now, you have to call me she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's illegal. But my son was telling me, Warwick University, this mm-hmm. is learned people at Warwick University, this is supposed to be the cream of the crop as far as, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's the same sort of league as Oxford and Cambridge, yeah. right? Okay? Warwick University in the UK, they have free toilets now, they have a male, a female, and one for people who can't make up their mind what they are. I mean, come on. Come on, you're either sitting up or you're standing up, and you don't. Yeah, and even that's it. it, it you don't But I mean, <laughs> before this thing kind of came to light, there was always dudes that were going in the ladies' room. And there were always ladies that were going to do something, but no one made a big deal out of it. Yeah, it was exactly. just what it was because you, you need a trough or a bucket, and that's it. You yeah, know I mean? and it seems Boss, I just seems like it's kind of like it's really self indulgent, <laughs> and I think it's it kind of lends itself to what we were talking about before, where everybody is really privileged in their security and existence now. There's I mean, there's going to be some kind of really heavy conflict at some point in the future between humans and nations and things like that. But it seems like people almost forgot about World War II and what fascists have really just, are. And, just, you know, how... Have they slightly? And that really grates me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've always said to people, this, this planet does not belong to us. We, we, we hold on to it for a small time and we pass it on to our children, right? Mm-hmm. And they inherit it. And then they pass it on to their children. So for the amount of time that we've had it so far, we've made a fucking mess of it, haven't we, really? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you think about all those people who fought for this to, 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 to go exactly against what's happening right now, mm-hmm. you know? And they, you know, they put their lives on line. And all that blood that was spilt and all those, you know, like we call them our glorious dead. Mm-hmm. All those people, all those, it's in the millions yeah. over, 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 the, over the period of those two wars. It just seems to be, well, so what? And yeah, that's that, ancient that, history. That, that's right. And that's what, you know, you had that MP the other day calling to, no, we need to take down Nelson's column, he's a racist. Yeah. He's a racist? He had a couple of people working in his garden, so <laughs> what, do you know what I mean? He gave him a job, he actually, he actually probably gave him an improved life well, after the one they had. If anything, you know I, think, I think, I think, ridiculous. Yeah, England was far more, far more progressive when it came to racism and slavery than the rest of the world. I mean, we had problems like that in the United States where they were taken down uh, Confederate statues and things like that, and then they were talking about taking down the Washington Monument. Washington, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it stemmed from. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's come across yeah. the pond. Isn't it? Was, yeah, and it just seems like you know. Don't you guys have anything else? To do? Isn't something more pressing in your life <laughs> that you could just go? You know what? I want to get really esoteric and, and go. You know, maybe that guy's a racist. And that's what people do. They they, they do these words like they call people Nazis now. Well, but yeah. if you don't agree with me, you're a Nazi. But calling someone a Nazi, say forty years ago. Well, maybe 20 years ago was like that was a big freaking deal now yeah. people are calling people racists and Nazis and I don't even know what a xenophobe is I haven't looked it up <laughs> but I imagine it's not good you know anything with phobe on you leave at it you know, yeah. you see down the pan, you, 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 know, you, you when it came to something I was talking to a friend of mine who 
he's he's a Sikh, right? I grew up with this dude, right? He's from New York. He talks like me, right? He's not, he's, but he's he's a Sikh. And I was like, he's like, hey, what's, what's I was like, he, he said to me, he's like, are you Islamophobic? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know what? I'm a Sikh and I'm scared of Muslims. So that makes me Islamophobic. And I was like, well, I, I guess, you know, if I see a dude with a backpack kind of sweating, wearing a, a winter coat and it's the middle of summer, I'm probably going to be scared. Probably, you know, <laughs> you know, that's what people are out of the And, you know, and, and as much as, you know, like, you know, I think as military guys, we always try to find the humor in, in really dark situations because that's where we live. You know, we don't want to sit there and cry all day long. But when it comes to things like that, it, it just seems like everybody's really easy to to dash what we call it free speech in America, right? And that whole thing was like, free speech is cool unless it really bugs me and then I don't want you to say it. But that's not what these glorious dead fought for. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. the Germans had won, it would have been a lot like the people are saying it is now, which it isn't. You know, they're like, you can't think, you know, you can't think a certain way. I mean, it's like everybody cites that, that book 1984 with George Orwell about thought police and all that stuff. That's what's happening now, where yeah. people are changing history. They're going, oh, yeah, like they'll pull down that thing because we don't want you to... We want you to think that that's what happened, but if you if you forget your past, you're going to repeat it, and that's the thing I think a lot with World War II and how Europe structured. It's a lot of the, I think a lot of people don't want to realize that violence did solve a lot of problems here in Europe. I mean, as far as fighting the Nazis, if they if they weren't fighting the Nazis, they were. But conflict is part of life, unfortunately, yeah. and I wouldn't mind betting if you went back in time, if you were religious, the first thing Adam and Eve did, you know, was have a fight. You know, <laughs> and they'd have argued about something. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's there. It's ingrained in us. It's entrenched. When one, what you know, when one man's got a, a fort, another man's going to have a different fort, mm. and that's the way it is. Yeah. And but to, to, to now sort of like alienate everybody and say that you can't stand up for your principles, that's wrong. Do you know what I mean? I can't say Britain is great anymore. I cannot say. You know, I love my country without somebody turning around and saying, hey, you're racist, Phil. Yeah. Oh, Phil, no, that's outrageous. Yeah, no, look at all the no, things that your country did over the years. Yeah, 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 look at yeah, all the yeah, positive yeah. things. That's the thing. <laughs> also, you, you see, you know, a lot of young people being taught how bad the country that they live in is, but not under the auspice of we can make it better, but over there, like, it's terrible. Think of all the good things that, you know, the fact that Western society is pretty much the most enlightened society in human history. Of course, look it took some bad shit to get there, but... It, you know, look at what technology has afforded mm -hmm. you to do. Look at the educations you've got now. Mm -hmm. Look at the way you were looked after. Look at the way the health system... You know, the average, the average life expectancy now is probably well up above the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it used to be down in the 40s. Well, yeah, well, well, the last generation, it was in the 60s. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, you, so, <laughs> you know, you get, you're getting a longer life, you're getting a better life. But unfortunately, some people are making it their damnedest to give us a worse life. Yeah, I hear you. You know, and we're being beat with this stick all the time, whereby you can't say what you want, you can't stand up for what's true. And like I said, if you strip everything out, if you strip race out, religion out, colour out, sexuality out, there's two types of people in this world. There's wrongs and there's rights. Yeah, you know what I mean? That is totally on point. Do you know what I mean? And that's, you know, I, I can't get my head around anybody who can't think like that because you're part of the problem. Yeah, well, you it's are actually part of the problem. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was the individual I thought was really important, right, when I was growing up. It's like how, how you approach your place in society. But now with like, they call it identity politics, which essentially means that you are now not Phil, you are a white guy. So that means you hang out with all the other white guys, which you probably don't get along with any of the, most of the other white guys, but now you're part of that crew. And it's like this identity politics that strips away the individuality and puts you in this big kind of group. Be it if you're a yeah. black guy, you're just with all the black guys. Or if you're a gay person, you're with all the gay people. And I, I think that's, if anything, that's a lot, that's like, it's, it's the bad parts of communism that I think they're trying yeah, to... Yeah, that's horrendous. Yeah. That's, that's horrendous. I, I treat everybody as an individual. Mm -hmm. You are a person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
until you, you know, and, and I don't care. Like I said, I've always yeah. said, I don't care what colour, race, creed, religion, you know what I mean? You're a person and I'll take you at face value. Mm-hmm. You're another person like myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and if I, I have to sort of like knowing you for five minutes, you turn out to be a twat. Yeah. Then that's my opinion of you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I and think that's, that's great. I, one of the things I like about what you do on, on social media and when you get on the news and stuff like that is you speak your mind and the fact that you, you're not apologetic about it because a lot of people like, even if, okay, for instance, that lady, that MP from Kensington, I think it was, said oh, some bad one, shit about Prince uh, Harry. What a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> yeah, what a stupid thing. But just uneducated, dumb shit, yeah. right? But oh, then she's in the back of a plane going, room, room. Yeah, no, 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 that's just, no. That's, yeah, that's what you did at But then once people were like, hey, you know, that's really dumb. She was like, you know what? I'm really sorry. But if you if you heard what she said in the first part, she wasn't sorry at all. No, of right? course she's not. She's sorry because public opinion wants her yeah. to be sorry. So we, we we as the rest of the public have to go. You know what? She did apologize. It's okay. But if that came from the right about someone on the left, like if someone says something bad about Jeremy Corbyn, right? Like yeah. he was you know whatever terribly aloof or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, I'll know. say it how he's right. He's a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you say, and I'm okay. not apologizing ever. I know. Right. So you say Corbyn's a terrorist, right? They'd be like, Big Phil needs to he needs to he needs to apologize. You're like, no, fuck you, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize. And no. you could see them just getting furious. They're like, "But that's 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 terrible. You need to be hung for that." But so now you're the aggressor. You want to hang me? You want to, you want to yeah. inflict violence on yeah. me? Yeah. You know I mean, you, you've taken it a step up. So really quick to, to, to <laughs> just dissolve the idea of dialogue and get right into the the schematics of how they're going to destroy you. And I think that's just crazy, man. Yeah. Where it's just what's good for the goose is not good for Which the. Which is almost you know, if the right wing did, if the right wing said, right, we're out on the streets, we're going to throw some bricks around, we're going to kill people. Yeah. We're going to kick some banks in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll be over, oh, man. Dearie me. Oh, dearie me. on the streets, yeah. man. You know. you know, you know, look at the Brexit riots they had. Right. You know what I mean? With the thing straight on the streets, and if you stood up and you said no, 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 and you waved the Union Jack in front of them, they were actively plotting how they yeah. could stamp your face into the curb. The one thing I never really got is in America. People put the, their flag up, and that's all. It's the flag, right? If you put your flag up in, in England, people second-guess, like, mm, why does that guy got his flag up? Is he, like, one of those National Front guys? Or You know, it, it's, I don't get that. I don't know where that started. Do you know where it started? I think it's a product of, um, it's a product of a couple of things. We did have some race issues here, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, the people that were perpetrating those race stuff in the, in the National Front and that, they yeah. hid behind our flag. Yeah. They hid behind the, the Union Jack, okay? Coupled with the, with, the, with the name that the football hooligans got later on, you know, they were all behind the flag. So every time somebody saw things being smashed up, mm-hmm. every time there was a bit of aggro, mm-hmm. every time there was racial tension, every time there was a fight, there was a flag involved, yeah. all right? So now I think people who are sort of like more moderate would be tentative to, to sort of like say, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll wave the flag, but it'll only be a little one. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. I don't want to be seen to be shoving this great big thing outside my house because, you know, that might get me labelled as well. But it's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Yeah. I mean, they I'm proud of the flag. It, you, know, like, I, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I signed the dotted line, I cooked the Queen's shilling, and I, I you know, I, 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 I vowed to defend country, you know, flag and, mm. and Queen and monarchy and people, etc., etc., etc. So that flag is very much a part of my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if I, I'd get the biggest one I could on the front of my house, I really mm. would, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't make me a racist. Mm-hmm. at all it just means I'm somebody who stepped into the breach for this country you know I've, 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 I've fought for this country literally mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so I don't see why I shouldn't be proud of it I, I agree with you man I think you're a patriot for that I mean and it's weird because you use words like patriot and people kind of think you're crazy you know and I, I never really got that and, and you know I'm a 49 year old guy right so I'm not I'm not a kid but I speak to a lot of young people and they seem really ambivalent about their nationality and their yeah. their the they're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, a lot of young kids are just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're part of Europe and stuff like that. Well, yeah, in a, in, a, in a way, but you are British, you're English, you know. And the fact that, like, in America, everybody's, like, an Irish-American or an Italian-American or yeah, a Puerto Rican-American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would always be arguing like you're an, an American Puerto Rican, you're an American Irishman, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 and, which is right. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's the correct term to use, right? I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's more accurate that if you're a citizen of a country, you should have a little bit of respect for the country, at least enough to see past a lot yeah, of the, you know. You know that, that's one of my arguments here, you know, you're willing to take the benefits. You're willing to you're willing to you know sit back and receive your gyro or mm -hmm. your check whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a flip side to the flag waving, and you know this is where you can have your cake and eat it again mm -hmm. in this country. That if you want to go to the last night of the proms in in the Albert Hall, yeah. <laughs> where all the posh people go and there's some nice music, you can wave your flag all night, <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> and there's not a single person that's queer yeah. racist ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there is this sort of like it's almost like it's a class thing as well. Yeah. If you I, if you come thing, from yeah. a council estate and you open your mouth, it's fine. If you it, 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 it's 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 completely out of order. Yeah. Right. If you come from Eton and you open your mind, that was, was a bit adventurous. Do you know what I mean? And there yeah. is that thing where yeah. you know you're, you're a thug if you're poor. Yeah. You're slightly you're slightly overactive if you're rich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, there, and there is that thing with this country See, as that, well. That's something I didn't really realize until I, I started living here a lot. That there is like this big class thing. Yeah. yeah and it, it seems like you know it seems like anywhere where you know a lot of the rich people like to keep the, the poor people fighting amongst themselves so they keep doing what they're doing. Exactly, and yeah. that's why I say that, and that's why there's sort of like what I call Greenbelt England that never sees the problems. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what it's like, you know, scrabbling for work, not having work. So with this immigration thing, it's not racist. Mm -hmm. I don't hate these people that are coming over. I'm saying stop them coming in because there's too many here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We haven't got enough jobs to go around. We haven't got enough facilities to go around. We haven't got enough housing to go around. That's All right. So when Jeremy Corbyn's in there and he's promising everybody, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, you can have education. Where are you going to get the money for that, son? Yeah, you're going to have to we tax the armed forces down so we can't yeah. defend ourselves and then they can all run in. Yeah, we, I, I saw something they're taking the whole uh, fast, quick reaction force, Royal Marines out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a thousand troops. Oh, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just take a thousand troops out. Do you know what I mean? That's all right, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? We'll do their job for them, shall we? Yeah. I mean, really, the, the people that, some of these people that are making policy, they're, they're doing it just for the votes and just for the here and now. Yeah. There, there's no longer look at the bigger picture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really is. lack of strategy, I imagine, right? There is, yeah. yeah. From my point of view, anyway, you know? And I remember speaking years ago to a, to an old um, he, he's an old man now, but uh, he was a he was a what was he, he was a brigadier when I was just joining the army. Mm -hmm. so he, went, he became a general. Um, not going to mention his name, but he said I was only young. I was about eighteen years old, and we had to do this thing whereby we, we was his escort, mm -hmm. and it was just to basically to give the young soldiers an idea, a look at the, the bigger picture. Yeah. And we went on an exercise up in Scotland with him, and we shadowed him everywhere we went. And I was just about to do a tour of Northern Ireland. And I said to him, I said, sir, I said, you know, um, we're about to go on a trip to Northern Ireland. I said, I've been trying to do a bit of research about the place, etc., etc., etc. I said, look, why, why don't we end this thing? Why, why are we doing this? And he said, son, he said, it's one of the best training grounds in the world. He said, at the moment, he said, you're getting, he said, you're over there, you're, you're, you're getting continual operations, you're getting continual experience of being, you know, in a hostile environment. He said, and one day, he said, there'll be troops on the streets of the UK. And that was years ago. That's always stuck with me because, yeah. you know, all right, they keep sort of like up and down in it at the moment. You know what I mean? We get severe and the troops go on the streets. But yeah. there will come a day where the troops have seriously got to defend what we've got on our own streets. Yeah, that's And that will happen. Yes. And that will happen. And I'm telling you, you know, that's not, you know, this, I think we've gone past gripping this now. Yeah, I think we've is. got to sort of like ease ourselves in at least slow enough that we can try and at least control it because it's gone too far. It, do, it does seem to me, and I, I, like sometimes I think I'm just being a pessimist, but it seems to me it's like... It has gotten out of hand to the point where only something really heavy-handed will put it back yeah. into hand. And that's the problem, because we've, we've played into this thing whereby we've been so soft, we've been encouraged yeah. to be so soft, everybody accept, accepts soft now, that when you stand up to it, and when you decide that you've got to be firm, mm -hmm. everyone goes, oh, that's out of order, that's yeah. shocking, you can't do that. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. That's way too aggressive. Yeah, 
people seem still content to look at places like Barcelona and see dead children on the streets. Yeah, and hashtag saying our thoughts are with you, which is yeah. bullshit. That doesn't it's change just a thing. bollocks. Yeah, it doesn't change a thing. It's absolute, it's just, it's a nothing statement. Yeah. You've got to stand up and do something about it, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, people are getting it. I'm doing this march with the FLA, the Football Lads Alliance, yeah. who they've had enough. Well, these are normal blokes. These are, you know, red top reading people that sit in their homes and they're scared. Yeah. They don't know what way to turn. And I had it with some geezer the other night who was trying to say to me, well, what do you want to do? Live in a police state, blah, 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 and everybody screwed down. And I said to him, what do you want to do? Live in a state where nobody cares and they kill people left, right and centre? Because yeah. I'd sooner see an extra policeman on the street than an extra dead body. I'd soon see a platoon of Marines on the street that Every dead children. Every day! You know, I just okay. got back from Brussels. Let's go back to Brussels. I got off oh, the yeah. in the train station and there was troops everywhere. And I thought well, that, to myself, place is, that place is notorious, man. I'm happy with this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't want to see it forever. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But while there's, while there's grief, while there's grief, let's get some troops on. If you looked at the, if you looked at the Great Wars, okay, you know, World War II, mm-hmm. did Winston Churchill worry about his tourism policy? Did Winston Churchill <laughs> worry about his foreign policy? To visit, Winston then, yeah. Churchill said, I will throw every swinging dick and all his gear at this fucking Nazis yeah. until we've sorted it out. Yeah. And then I'll continue to stamp on it until I know it's then, and then we'll stamp on it a few more times, mm-hmm. and then we can move on with our lives. And that's what he did. He won the war. Mm-hmm. He went, sure, the war was won. You know, it carried on. We had, even got to the stage where we had to drop a couple of nukes, okay? Mm-hmm. But it was extinguished. Yeah. All right, the Nazis lost. He made sure they were gone, and then he stepped down. There you go. Now crack on with your fucking holidays. And what yeah. happened? <laughs> we, went through, we went through the fifties. All the fashion came in. Yeah, all the sixties, yeah. and everyone yeah, was yeah. fucking each other. Yeah. And it was great for a couple of years. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's the way life works. You know what I mean? But you can't have that without sacrifice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You cannot have a good life without making sacrifice. Because there, unfortunately, are people out there that don't want the same things as we want. That haven't got the same values and just want to come over here and and and, and, and do different to what we want to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, that's, I, Phil, you, you said the word sacrifice. Yeah. I think that's key to what people have to understand. To live in a free society, there ha- you have to make sometimes personal sacrifices to make do. things safer. And I, I just think... With and it this, goes back to what we were saying earlier. Yeah. It's a giveaway society. Well, yeah. They don't understand what sacrifice is. Yeah, yeah, because it's so. Because it's always just been given to yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Have this, have that, and yeah. all the freeloaders are. You know, oh, I want free education. I want this education. I want that. No, 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 no. Yeah. If you're good enough, you'll get an education, and you'll be, you'll learn it. But you'll learn it with hard work. Yeah. You won't learn it by just sitting there going, oh, I should have that. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you taking the time to hang with me, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> and good luck with the remembrance. Yeah, that's gonna be good, man. I'm gonna try to come by and see some guys. Yeah, no, please do. For people out there, look on my social media. Phil Campion, okay, you'll get all the details for Remembrance Rumble, I promise you, it's more than just a night of boxing, there's all sorts going on, we're going to raise money and awareness for some real decent veterans charities, and the Yanks are coming over, and it's going to be fun, <laughs> alright, so, yeah, please come. Cool, thanks man. Alright buddy. Yeah, appreciate right. it. Okay, don't say I didn't warn you, did you keep up? Did that wake you up in your commute? I hope so. Now, Phil's a very genuine dude and doing some great things to take care of British vets, and it was good to spend some time with him. And he's out there sharing his opinions loud and proud, and whether you agree with him or not, I think we need a little bit more of that. People being sheep ain't going to help nobody's thing. So because I like uh, to keep you on your toes, we're slowing down the vibes again for next week's episode. I want to talk to DJ Crust, iconic drum and bass DJ and producer, and his own right, and part of the Represent Collective with Ronnie Size, and also DJ Die. Crust also shares another passion of mine, CBD. So we get into that as well. Until next time, my peoples, you know, stay classy. Thank you. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.